0: Welcome to Invest Stories. Whether you're a seasoned pro looking for that next step or a newbie investor not sure where to start, Invest Stories unlocks the mindset, strategies, and techniques of high performers across business, real estate, and investing to help you level up your journey to financial freedom. This is Invest Stories Monday Mindset. Booyah! Welcome to the Investories podcast with me, your host, John Hooper. And um, Kyle is busy today oh no what was he doing it's conferencing um so yeah you, you're stuck with me sorry but we've got a really cool guest today alex jarbo alex is uh an ex marine he's a magician and he's also uh very good at the short-term rental uh development space so this is a little bit different it's uh, how do you how do you find a, a suitable market and how do you build in that market he's also uh, acquired some uh, really interesting assets and we walked through a few of those And he gives you really the the hard and fast tips on how to select a market, how to run numbers, and also the the changing market conditions that we're seeing and how that's affecting short-term rental um, kind of profits and, and, you know, experiences and all that good stuff and how to stand out uh, during these, these kind of changing, changing times. Uh, So yeah, super excited to get you into that uh, interview before you go. Could I just ask you a favour? Can you uh, give us a, a nice five-star review and uh, like us, uh, like our YouTube page, which is uh, in the link on the show notes, uh, or you're watching it on YouTube. If you can like and subscribe, that would really, really help us. We're growing, and we see the growth. We're really excited for our new audience members to uh, to be able to tap into this. And if you are a new audience member, say hi, Investors Podcast. Uh, at gmail.com for email and pod on Instagram and, and come say hello, give us a wave, um, ask us any questions and if you have any uh, guest suggestions, someone you want to hear from or you want to be a guest on the show, uh, let us know. Um, but anyway, without further ado, here's Alex. Welcome to investors Alex Jarbo
1: Thanks for having me on, man. How you doing, Alex? Good, man.
0: How's, how's your week been?
1: Good. A little busy already. I mean we were coming off of Labor Day yesterday, but it's been uh it's been full force. Yeah seems so this missed morning. That yeah.
0: day I don't know about you, I get a ton done on a
1: Monday. That's like my Oh big, yeah, for sure. I mean big ticket I, was, I, was, day. Yeah, yeah, I was working yesterday, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna take advantage of this day off just to catch up.
0: That's smart. I, I did a bit of work, and then I had a child shouting at me to to go and <laughs> go and play with uh, with Lego. The castle I hadn't built wasn't um, significant enough and uh, needed an upgrade. Real estate, hey. Um, <laughs> so, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Alex is you're born and raised from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Yep. uh which is is super cool you uh you went you didn't go down the traditional route of college and university you went through the marine so i actually corps.
1: did after the military yeah yeah you did afterwards yeah. okay yeah but so the marine my, corps 18 yeah yeah so i did i did the five years in the marine corps and then uh i would like uh bachelor's mba in real estate development and finishing up a doctorate but i will Very say that cool. mo- most of that stuff was just for fun because it was there um just to learn some stuff. Uh, I haven't really used most of that stuff to be completely honest. Uh everything's learned in the school of hard knocks, but yeah.
0: I think I think that's the the rule of life, right? You go to school yeah, and yeah. it kind of half prepares you, but then full immersion yeah. is slightly different. It's a bit like reading a book and then going into the Marines, isn't it? It's like Yeah, ex- exactly. This is a little bit different. It's a bit more yeah, it's high pressure a little
1: different. The book wasn't yelling <laughs> at me, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that that's a really interesting start point. So for me, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a white collar W two worker. I've had comfortable, cushy office jobs all of my life, uh, so I find the, the Marines or military service as, as absolutely fascinating. Thank
1: you for watching Investories. Don't intersect. forget to like, share, and subscribe.
0: Thank you now for listening to Stories. If, if you like investors. what you've heard, please what consider that, sharing and writing a five star like? review. Is there a hardened kind this of mindset is Invest Stories or just figuring Monday stuff mindset. out? Thank you yeah, for listening I mean, to Invest Stories. We'll be back, back tomorrow with I Tuesday just Techniques. Like a,
1: like a, I was this
0: a is Invest Stories Tuesday uh, Techniques.
1: Just, I, I Thank think, you for I think listening to Invest stories. We'll just, be back tomorrow just with Wednesday Wins. And just, I've said this this is Invest Stories like, Wednesday Wins. You know, I didn't Thank realize I like, didn't to be able to communicate Check and talk out the full people, show on
0: Friday on YouTube like, and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I didn't realize the importance of that and what I'd learned there until after I'd gotten out of the military and realized that that wasn't normal um because yeah real estate development when i'm in and then just overall like these larger real estate deals that we tackle i mean there's a lot of stress across everyone on the team whether they work for me or they work indirectly through me say like real estate brokers lenders and whatnot. there's a, there's a lot of stress that comes from that and being able to keep your cool in those stressful situations is probably the biggest thing and just how to like just to talk how to talk to people um realizing the value of a phone call or an in-person meeting over just mm-hmm. a text message and email um is, is is probably the most important thing that i gained from the my military service so I, I was
0: talking to um my wife's nephew and we were talking about this this kind of subject right one is like how to get ahead how to kind of life hacks or business hacks um how to get ahead of other people that i'd like your opinion on this the te- the move to text messaging email not picking up the phone, not kind of no service just a exchange do you think that will change or do you think it takes a certain type of person in real estate and,
1: that's yeah, and I'll, t- it? I'll take it a step I'll take a bit of a step further real estate's usually the last thing to adapt to anything <laughs> techy right i mean yeah. i we deal with people like some owners and sellers that like they'll they don't even docu sign or they don't they don't electronically sign anything um i was actually talking to uh one of the people that are helping us with one of our builds and they're like yeah my uh he's like i need to sign and scan this over to you i'm like Okay. Um, but like, I, I would take it a step further with real estate, it, it's uh, the importance of like an in person conversation, even even if you can't do it in person, and you do it like this, like through zoom, or whatever mm-hmm. recording through here is, is very, very important. And a step above that is like, you see people on our level, like at the highest levels of real estate that own own like private jets that, that they, they take private jets just to fly one day or two days just to have an in person meeting with someone that they're looking to either purchase or partner with. Um, so I don't think that will ever go away. Um, I think the importance of that has only gotten more, the bigger I've gotten is that I I don't like doing stuff over text messages or emails when it's like a stressful situation. Cause things can be misconstrued very mm-hmm. easily. Um, I'm also not afraid of my phone. I'm not afraid of zoom calls with like dealing, like I said, like with the uncomfortable conversation sometimes. So, um, I think there, there's always going to be importance for that in-person thing um, or at least a phone call because um, you, you can never understand tone through a text message or yeah. email.
0: Context is is key, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially if you're yeah. talking about numbers or uh, kind of trading or, you know, concessions, yeah. that kind of stuff. And the other, yeah. the, the thing I found was, and I love the fact you touched upon that leadership piece, um, probably slightly different from a military background, but from yeah, yeah. from like my background, I'm like, if you can lead, uh, if you can drive things forward and kind of lead um, a team that's smarter than you, and if you can do that while kind of keeping a conversation going and, and dealing yeah. with pressure
1: and, and knowing
0: how to communicate, that's just selling that's a killer.
1: A, selling a vision and putting together mm-hmm. and selling a vision is, is, I would say, half the battle. Um, I mean, you, you, you study important people, you, you study successful people, whatever you think success, success is to you um their number one characteristics outside of storytelling is being i mean storytelling falls into that and being able Mm -hmm. to sell a vision
0: yeah and uh, on top of that i think the decision making and that's that's always fascinating talking to kind of military people of like that is ultimate pressure like the decision making process uh in that and the kind of overlay in real estate i guess um why why real estate what was the kind of move from marines 18 you said you went into the marines how long were you yep, there yeah
1: 18 yeah 18 literally 2 weeks after high school graduation didn't wow. even have a summer break that year yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah the biggest shift happened the last year the marine corps i decided i didn't want to reenlist um I actually And I started just picking up a lot of business books, general, anything related to business. Um, And I had originally gravitated towards the Bigger Pockets books when it came to real estate, uh, some of the flipping books. And while I was still in the Marine Corps, I joined a flipping mentorship. Um, And we were like, this was back in the day where, and I say back in the day, like I'm 70 years old, but uh, (laughs) like back when you had to pick up a phone to do like a group coaching call. Um, And I, I was on a group coaching call for this flipping mentorship. And the person who ran that flipping mentorship had mentioned that even back in, 2000, I think it was 2015, 16, that all of their long-term wealth was tied into short-term rentals. And that really, that sort of perked my ears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had gotten on a one-on-one call with the person that ran that mentorship. And he sort of helped me, he he taught me how to choose a market, choo- choose a vacation rental market. And there was like three or four markets at that time that we had decided on. And it actually, it fell on my fiance at the time, wife now, and we just decided, I was like, hey, I'm really open the conversation I had with my wife, but also the mentor was like, hey, I'm really open to moving anywhere. Um, And when after we decided on Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina, where I currently live now, and all of our properties are here, we have plans on going um, to different markets next uh, year. But um, that that sort of solidified everything was like that. I I sort of just went down a rabbit hole was like, I got interested in real estate, then the flipping mentorship. And then that I'd already decided I wanted to get out. Um, and then the day, same thing, same thing, I was joining the military. Like the day I got out of the military, um, I drove straight here, um, and then got my broker's license, my real estate license, and just started helping, uh, people buy and sell real estate. Uh, mainly, I mainly worked with investors and then in the background, I was always looking for something to purchase. But what I realized in that first year of doing that was either everything was way out of my price range at that time or it was in my price range, it just wouldn't have done well as a, in my opinion, it would have done well as a, a vacation rental long term, it would have done well, maybe as like a long term rental, or a midterm. I don't really even know if midterm was even a term back then. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I, nothing really fit the mold of what I was looking for in my price range at that time. So my very first real estate investment outside of a couple rental arbitrage deals that I'd done mm-hmm. with vacation rentals um, was like a 800 square foot a frame new construction ground up from nothing. Wow, um, and that rolled into two more that we built and then brought on some investor capital for, from, from friends that were just like asking me what I was doing and then, uh, ended up teaming up for the, some of the larger stuff we ended up doing, teaming up with a, a fund and then a second fund, uh, that, that had the money to invest, uh, into these larger projects. And then today we are either working, managing or working in a close, like we're either developing, managing, or working to close on over like 35 million, 40 million in real estate right now, just wow. in this market alone. Um, and I rarely say those numbers because like the market concentration is so much, but it's like, we're, we're mainly, mainly in the luxury market right now of short-term rentals. That doesn't mean like these properties are five. 6,000 square foot. We do have properties in our portfolio that are like that. But when I say luxury, it's mainly like the amenities and where the property is mm-hmm. actually situated at mountain views. Some of our properties are 400 square foot, but I consider them luxury because of the the views and the location and the history of the property.
0: Amazing. Uh, what was it that, so I'm always interested when people say about their, their partner or their wife and how they kind of bought them into uh, buying into the the, the, the process of buying into the, you know, it's a huge chunk of both person's money, right, and time going into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, well,
0: was that an yeah. easy conversation or how did that fit?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been incredibly grateful to have a partner that even before we were engaged, that was always on board of what I was doing from, I mean, I married my high school sweetheart from the military going into uh, real estate. And I, I mean, I, I've never said this before, but like, I mean, my wife, almost exclusively funded those first real estate deals. And she just had the trust that it would snowball into what it is now. Uh, but I mean, without like back, in back when I first started, like short-term rental loans, weren't a thing. Like we were just getting qualified on like second home construction loans, practically. I mean, that's what they were. Um, and coming out of the military, going to school, I didn't have any income um, at least to show for, like I, I had the military paying for my schooling and whatnot, but uh like a broker broker commission checks are not consistent income to be able to prove a property. So, I mean, in the beginning, yeah, I, I, everything is attributed to my wife in terms of all the, um, the those first couple projects and without those first couple projects and the success they had, I would have never been able to roll into these other ones. So, I mean, it just, it, it just came from a level of trust that I'm just super grateful for. So
0: was that the driver behind building rather than buying uh,
1: the, yeah, the, the just, financing can- piece? the financing piece and yeah it's we couldn't like it's like okay you, you got qualified for 180 grand it's like okay go find a rental that you think is going to make a good rental at 180 200 mm-hmm. grand in this market it wasn't even back then 2016 17 it wasn't going to happen um and then it, it was only eight, it's only 800 square feet that first one i mean a cash flow is like a monster and we still own it to this day um but it what i realized really quickly was the development the the development side of real estate especially for short-term rentals you have complete control over the square footage Mm -hmm. every single square foot is optimized and uh that that goes directly that deals directly into the cost of it i mean we were able to optimize every single square foot of that first property um where where we didn't waste anything and then that that directly attributed to just the debt service and everything else that goes with that i mean we we have properties that we purchased that are like 3,500 square foot, beautiful luxury log cabins, but it, like in all seriousness, they probably could be 2,200 square foot cabins with how, mm-hmm. like um, the one I'm thinking about specifically has massive bedrooms, um, where like one bedroom could technically be two bedrooms. Um, so stuff like that. It's like that to answer your original question, we, we just gravitated to dated towards the development. Cause that was all we could afford at the time. <laughs> it, it wasn't even the thought of like is development hard it's like this is the only this is the only, only path right now if we want there to is no it. plan b yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i like absolutely. that i think
0: that's fair yeah we because we, we bought um a few years back probably in the height of um height of the short-term rental kind of people investing and we'll, we'll get onto that um, yeah, yeah. your kind of experience on that but we you know we got killer financing on it so actually the argument is is, is the value in our property the finance that's attached to it or is it the actual property itself is a yeah. bit of both. Very um, good question. We've we've seen slowdown, uh, but yeah. we've also bought a property that we knew could weather the storm of any slowdown. So, um I, I'm interested in tough
1: your... skin. Yeah, very tough skin to do that. It's one thing to say that. I mean, you guys are already doing it. It's another thing to do it. So it's like what I realized with like raising capital and just talking to investors. It's compared to like last year or the beginning of last year, even the year before. It's like. It's very easy to say like oh when a recession happens or when a downturn i'm not gonna call it a recession a downturn um it's very easy to say all those things like during that time and now that we're actually in it it's like people are like very very skittish which is a it's a it's a cool learning point
0: you You remember that line in the presentation that says Values can go up and down, returns can, yeah, well, that, yeah, there yeah, it. Absolutely. it is investing. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Thank you for listening to Invest Stories. We'll be back tomorrow with Tuesday Techniques. Please consider sharing and writing a
1: five-star review. Check out the full show on Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.